Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show you can hear Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by for launch. Very interesting, but thoroughly supercilious. We know it's July the 4th today. We're celebrating Independence Day, but July the 5th, which is tomorrow, is another special day, right? <laughs> That's right. It's the day I get to clean up the mess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, it's the day I debut my new and improved version of retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. And we're Wait talking a minute. About the- it's going to be new. How's it going to be improved? What are you doing? <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's a whole new look. The the original 200 uh, episodes that I did um, had the same basic uh, format. You look at it, you see you see my home studio, very technical. Uh, you see my little geeky toys, which you know shows you that I am full nerd retro <laughs> geek guy. Oh yeah, why do you think I don't but, do videos? <laughs> right. Well, at the same time, there's guitars there, there's computer monitors, there's that whole, you know, that look of, oh, this guy, uh, you know, he's, he's technical and uh, he knows his stuff. Well, that that, that worked. Um, but after 200 videos, uh, my friend in Nashville, Christian Taylor, and I decided it's time to shake things up and make it look much better. Um, and he's an expert video editor. And it simply meant that I needed to go out and buy myself a nice little portable green screen. And nice. so since I do all the writing, all the filming, and then ship it off to Nashville, he does all the editing, and then he sends it back to me, and then I put it out. I put it out on, my, on the main social media uh, networks as well as my face. Come on, have a cup of coffee. It's okay. <clears throat> You're messing up. You're on this show. That's where it happens. It's all right. Yes. Yes, I know. I'm like, I've got to get my radio savvy ears on. But um, anyway, anyway, this new season, as I'm calling it, is all a virtual studio. So basically, I'm in some, this, I can only describe it as a space-age set that has every geeky kind of uh, pictures and, and toys and all this, everything that you would want to see based on somebody that's talking about this incredible idiom of classic television and the shows are basically the same where i'm talking about stuff that maybe you didn't know hopefully you didn't know and and, and maybe teaching you a few things about uh you know th- these incredible pieces of artwork at the same time you know, it's got a whole new look they're a little bit longer i'm i'm so proud of what i've done so far i've, I've got 18 of them done already well let's make it, let's make this clear you didn't get you didn't get a facelift or plastic surgery and all that bit too. You didn't do all that, right? And color your hair. You didn't do all that stuff too. You didn't do that. You got somebody following me out here, Larry. 
<laughs> no, what's I want the old on? Pat that I uh, that I remember. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't what's do that. going on? Well, we're we're what's winding down to the bottom of the hour here. Why don't you tell? And let me say this right off the bat: I enjoy hearing it every Saturday. I'm glad you're part of the radio show, and I'm glad to to be able to help you put it out there. I'm glad for the mentions that you give me to wherever you go. It's fantastic. Uh, Alan and I both love hearing from you every Saturday, and sometimes we learn something. We may think we know a lot of geeky stuff. <laughs> I learned something every. I'm like, Saturday. man, I didn't know that, and I I thought I knew everything. But tell everybody again where everywhere they can find you when it's debuting what's going on give them the details as we wind down here and go to the bottom of the hour well as i said tomorrow it's date the second season of the golden rage of tv's retro tv trivia series debuts i'm going to put it out in the morning and you can find it on youtube at golden rage of tv as well as facebook with the same uh same address at golden rage of tv i'm also on twitter at golden rage of tv one I'm two away from 2,000 followers, so wow. I okay. somebody's going to fill that, t- <laughs> that two-person gap. Please. I might have to get more plastic surgery. Uh, <laughs> no. So- I want to be able to recognize you. And also, as usual, you'll be able to hear Pat here every Saturday on BK on the Air with the Golden Ridge of TV here as well. We'll still be there. And uh, Pat, as always, thanks for checking in with me live. Thanks for always being there. And uh, and that, that invitation, we were kidding earlier. We weren't kidding. It is open. Come on out anytime you want to come out. And I'll tour you the North Georgia, Atlanta area. You can come out and uh, hang out with us. And we will have a, uh, we'll have a cup of coffee and a piece of pie and have a good time. <laughs> That's on my list. And, hey, thank you, too, Barry. I appreciate you so much. You, Alan, love you much. And Walt Murray, you're out there listening. He's the greatest, too. So thanks, gentlemen, so much. See you, buddy. Always good good hearing from you. Good hearing from you. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yep, happy Fourth. Right, happy Independence Day. Independence Day. Pat McCormick from the Golden Rage of TV. Yeah, you know, I, always, I never know kind of what he's going to do every Saturday till I get them the couple right. nights before. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I, I only I only listen to them just to make sure they're okay. But I kind of don't want to listen to them because I want to be surprised by it. But I have to preview I learn them something sure. every Saturday, honestly. Stay tuned. We're going to flash the audience when we come back. Alan and I will give you news of the weird, the strange, and the bizarre <laughs> when we come back. We'll return after these messages. Perhaps its essential luxury can be known only by driving it, for this is a liberation, a new freedom, a most rare experience. As you turn and climb, there is a feeling of continuous achievement. Cordoba. Classic styling, uncompromised comfort. Cordoba, the contemporary classic from Chrysler. Scuba-doo and scuba-die. 
That chicken's not too young to fry. <laughs> life is real, life is earnest. If you're cold, turn up the furnace. <laughs> I, I thank you. Yeah. I find your arguments strewn with gaping defects in logic. A long distance, directly assistance, every cook two on two. Say, hey, am I? This is Mr. Is that right? Is what, do we have the mayor live on the other feed? I think we have. Okay, hold on. Begin there. We're back. We're going to go uh, live to the mayor here for this Independence Day. I'm pleased and happy to repeat the news that we have, in fact, caught and killed a large predator that supposedly injured some bathers. But as you see, it's a beautiful day. The beaches are open, and the people are having a wonderful time. Amity, as you know, means friendship. Oh, okay, there you go, the li- live mayor right there. <laughs> that is fantastic. So uh, Now, if you haven't had a chance to go see Jaws, you may, it may be playing in some theaters still, but there's still some older films out playing right now due to the, uh, the status with the theaters. And uh, Alan's seen at least three films lately. Three. I went to see Harry, the first Harry Potter film. I saw it. You've seen Jaws. You saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. What was the other one you got Jurassic to see? Park. Jurassic Park. So check your local listings depending on where you live. We have a local theater here that's playing some older movies. Check out Flashback Cinema. They'll link you to Fandango or any of the theaters, I think, when you when you try to get a ticket to see what's playing out there. But it's not the same in every region or every city. Right. Different movies are playing in different places. Jaws has already left our area. I was going to go try to see Jaws yesterday or today to see it on the 4th of july which have been fun which would have been fun but uh it's already gone so that's okay so it may come right. back who knows i may still see it, but it won't be on the 4th i wanted to see it on the 4th but hey i don't want to complain it's time that we flash the audience of the news <clears throat> the weird the strange and the bizarre boy does that b- belong on this program <clears throat> i'm telling you right now i've got the first news UPI. A 10-year-old elementary school... This makes me feel so inadequate. Listen to this. Uh-oh. A 10-year-old elementary school student in England, we're already ahead of me here at this point, set a Guinness World Record for solving multiplication and division problems in one minute. Nadib Gill... Now, that sounds like a Star Wars name. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the co-pilot with, uh, with uh, Lando and... Oh, I can't it's remember his name. Nadib is his name. This, this kid's name is Nadub Gill. He's 10 years old, a student of Longmore Primary School in Long Eaton, England, spent some of his COVID-19 lockdown time practicing math on the Times Table Rockstars app, and he ended up using the educational platform to set a Guinness World Record. Gill answered 196 multiplication and division questions in one minute, averaging out to more than three answers per second beating about 700 other young students who attempted the new record created by Guinness in partnership with the app. I haven't even heard about this. It's called the Times Table Rockstars app. I bet my wife has heard of it. This is crazy. The boy was issued an official certificate for the highest score achieved on a Time Table's Rockstars in one minute. See how how I led with that makes me feel so inadequate because I have a problem. Good job with him. I have a problem sitting here talking and turning the microphone on at the same time. I could do do them not that fast. I actually yeah, have to well, think about it. I, I don't know if he, but he, he's thinking. He's thinking pretty fast, like a computer. Nine times three, twenty-seven. You know, there we go. It took my one second. He's Let's answered see, three. Rock. Let me think. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I've got the next news. I can't even wrap my brain around that. A 1935 letter signed by 
Winnie the Pooh. What? Actually written by illustrator Ernst Howard Shepard, fetched triple its expected amount when it sold for more than $15,000. The note, which included a drawing of the titular bear from A.A. Milne's book series, as well as Best Friend Piglet, apologizes to a young fan named Buffkins for missing his birthday party. Dominic Winter's auctioneer said Buffkins was a childhood nickname for Harry Stopes Rowe, whose mother, Marie Stopes, was a close friend of Shepard. Wow. The Stopes Rowe family said Harry would often invite Winnie the Pooh to his birthday parties, and the illustrator would respond with a letter apologizing for the bear's absence. The letter is riddled with intentional Pooh-esque misspellings. The letter had been expected to fetch a top bid of about $5,000 when it went under the hammer Thursday, but ended up selling for $15,521. Shepard, who died in 1976, was famed as the illustrator for Milne's books, as well as his 50-year tenure at Punch Magazine. What is still in my basement, I wonder, that I could find and discover? And I get wouldn't money find for? anything. I wonder if the 1990 Pioneer stereo receiver and speaker with, with Bose speakers and an old CD player would be worth. <laughs> Could I get a lot of money for that? I don't know. Probably not. No, yes, but you probably could sell that. a record player if it played well because those apparently are hot. That's the one thing it doesn't have is a turntable, <laughs> so I can't even do that. Because we were so in a big hurry to get rid of ours. We didn't know they were going to become musical instruments, did we? No. <sighs> I got the next news. Who knew? <laughs> From UPI, a team of, Uni- of University of California Los Angeles scientists announced that they had developed a glove that translates American sign language into speech into real time. Again, technology going crazy with cool cool stuff. The UCLA team who published their research in the journal Nature Electronics said the glove contains sensors in the digits that identify each word, phrase, or letter in American Sign Language and transmits them wirelessly to a smartphone app that translates them at the rate of one word per second. The device also includes optional sensors attached to the user's face to register facial expressions used in ASL. Chin said the gloves and the facial sensors were developed to be more lightweight and comfortable than previous efforts to translate sign language via machinery. She said previous attempts were criticized as too bulky for practical use. Again, mm-hmm. technology is running away with But you got to start somewhere, you know, until you yeah, invent it, then you can shrink it. That's cool. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what go I into, say. Go into that. <laughs> and when you have sensors on your digits, that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that later off the air. All right. <laughs> is this the last? Hold on. I think it is. I've got the last news. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said that's the last one? Yeah. Oh, hey. Who did that to us last week? Well, they have to. They asked for like the penis. The they whole time they're quiet. Back to the now peanuts. They, now peanut gallery. Pike, but. <laughs> All right. A woman who decided to spend her COVID-19 lockdown time running a marathon every day... Yeah. has reached day 87 of her attempt which the plans to end which she plans to end at 100 days. Alyssa Clark what? who was originally from Bennington, Vermont, said she was living in Italy in March when she found out the summer marathon she had been training for were canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. Clark said she decided to run a marathon for every day she was in lockdown, starting on her treadmill until restrictions lifted allowing her to run outside. The runner said she initially expected her marathon running project to last only about 15 days since the original lockdown order was scheduled to expire in April. But numerous extensions to the orders led her to setting a goal of 100 marathons in 100 days. 
Wow, that's that's a heck of a goal to reach. Oh, my reach. God. The runner unofficially broke the Guinness World Record for consecutive days running a marathon distance when she ran her 61st marathon May 30th. It was unclear whether she would be awarded an official record. Clark marked her 87th consecutive marathon run Thursday. She said she plans to keep her project going until 100. I'm out of breath. I can't even imagine going to bed saying, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. I'm out of breath just listening to that. Wow. Now, I don't like running to the grocery store in the car. And we t- I run from predators, and that's the only time that I do it. That's the only time I think I'm sp- you're really supposed to run. And and even then, it depends on how big and dangerous the predator is. It may be a fast walk when I walk away. But could you imagine? And I, we talk about this uh, since this pandemic is going on, this lockdown. We, imagine everything that has been, that everything everyone's missing. You know, I'm not a sports fan, but all the sports people, sports fans are not able to go see uh games and whatnot Mm -hmm. the theaters are now just starting to open back up that's for me i was missing going to the movies and entertainment and whatnot and all the television shows and the productions that have been stopped but uh, (laughs) finally going back to the theater now you know albeit seeing older films but still i'm still in the theater eating popcorn having the theater experience Mm -hmm. the smells the sights the 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 sounds and everything it's all great and i and i like all of it i like walking in the front door i like going up to the to the thing and and buying the ticket now uh, other than the covid thing they're a lot cheaper tickets now but it was a little painful buying the ticket before because they were kind of expensive writing on what theater you went to but you know going get get that five buck ticket to see these movies that we're seeing right now buying the popcorn having the endless refills at the place that we go it's just it's that whole theater experience sitting down and i get i'm like you when i go now i get those cool reclining seats that hover I mean, they hover around and they they warm you up or cool you off and, and recline and massage you and I all love that other them. stuff. I love kicking but back, yeah. relaxing, watching a movie. That's in style. awesome. You know, bucket of popcorn. That's cool. But nice. also the marathon runners, they're miss, they're missing out too. The people that run today, the, the peach tree, not allowed in to Atlanta. Go on. Atlanta, that's right. So we're missing out on a lot. Some of it's slowly coming back, but it's nice to see that people are still doing it, still having fun. Happy Independence Day too. July the fourth today. It's the day we kicked the British out of here. It's beginning there. We got some more. <laughs> we come back. I didn't really mean that, but I did. From just beyond your imagination comes Omnibot, the fully programmable robot with a memory. Omnibot, he walks, he talks. Hi, cutie. Amaze your friends. Wow! Intense! Refreshments, Earth-type snacks. Impress your teacher. Impress your girlfriend. Omnibot, there's romance. Take my heart. He's the lean, mean, pop and breakin' music machine. Yes, it's Omnibot, the fully programmable robot, available now in your neighborhood. You from Tommy. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. What walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a slinkity sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing, everyone knows. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. It's fun for a girl and a boy, it's fun for a girl and a boy. Get a Slinky in a size and color you like, in metal or plastic. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Hello. 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 And now, back to the guy who secretly thinks J.J. Abrams did the best job with any Star Trek movie, but he'll never admit it. It's BK on the air. That was totally taken out of context, by the way. BK on the air here. Happy Independence Day, everybody. July the 4th. I don't care what you're doing today. Just have a good time doing it. A good safe time doing it. 
I haven't even given out the phone number yet. You can call me live while I'm on the air today up until noon. 770-386-1450 is our number. Oh, my goodness. Alan has come back into the studio with two boxes of sweets and goodies. What is yep. this? So, you know Barbara who calls us from time to time? Yeah. She's a loyal listener, loves listening to BK, uh, likes to listen hey, to Barbara. Waking Up with Alan. All right. She uh, she went to the Dunkin' Donuts on 41, so oh. I want to give a shout out to them. Hey, you know what? Barbara, you see me, right? Do I look like I need donuts? I mean, come on. No, you look like you like donuts. That's what I mean. I'm like, I need donuts. I look like I like them. That's right. So, hey, there's some donut bites, and I, I may have to have one. I haven't had breakfast yet. Though. Yeah, but you know, you're married to a personal trainer, and you know, you're all about that health stuff. You think that's a really, really good idea for you? She's not here. I mean, I can just take them and all And I know back she's home. not listening. I can, okay, that's why you're doing it. <laughs> so. Unless I'm talking about her. That's the Barbara, only time she's listening. I appreciate it. She's outside the window looking at us now. Barbara, I appreciate it. Like you wouldn't believe. You keep on listening. Keep on calling me, and uh, I appreciate and it. And as soon as we get much. a break, there's a letter there from her to Alan and BK. Oh, cool. I mean, so, we, can show the, we can show the management here that we have fans, we have right? Fan, we have at least one. Not that it matters. <laughs> so It's awesome. Thanks, and happy. She, she wants us to read it. I will. I'll, I'll, I promise I will. I promise I will. Okay. Awesome. Happy Independence Day. <laughs> I can call these our Fourth of July donuts, which is great. They are. I'm going. Well, I'm going. I'm going to. Since I'm a friend of yours and I care about you, I'm going to keep these from you. Oh, I don't think okay. you need you're going to do that for yeah, me. I don't me. think you need these at all. I, I mean, I'll eat. That. I'll eat some and I'll take some home. I'll take well, them home. Now that we've got people so bringing us like food. <laughs> Like, I've got my buddy who brings me coffee in the morning. We have now have yeah. folks who are bringing us, like... Now we need to become friends with a car dealer. I, <laughs> so you jumped a little further. Oh, I went too far ahead. I'm looking Sorry. for either a nice beer distributor or spirits. Okay. Yeah, like, here, okay. Here's your bourbon of the month. Like, oh, okay, right. that'd be nice. Or, uh, or a banker. Or for we need, me, we need the, the bourbon of the weekend. Thank you. I, I need something <laughs> to get me through till next weekend. Oh, look, I got it. The president of the bank is likes me. He's come by bring me a bag of money. That's fantastic. So... 770-386-1450 is our number. Oh, hey, someone's on the line right now. See who it is. Hey, it's BK on the air. Who is this? Hey, Barry, it's Eric. Oh, <laughs> well, it's, talk about, talk about schlep rock. Oh, yeah. hey, hey, it's Eric. Come on, what's going on with you? It's Independence Energy. Day. Yeah, energy, happiness. I told you I'm not happy. <laughs> well, you can still good be thing. energetic well, about it. Right, what do you, you can mask it, you can be a good actor. What have you? What are you unhappy about now? Okay. What? That's all you get. Oh, you know her his favorite movie? What? Gili. Is what? Gili. Oh, Eric loves me. that because it's got Ben Affleck in it. Oh, really? Oh, no. You're just making <laughs> it worse. Don't me ever again. I put that worse. on his page. He asked, because if you really know yes, me, I what's know. my favorite movie? And I put Gili. <laughs> well, what, what's, your, what's, what's stuck in you today? What's the matter? Now, what? Last week I was happy. <laughs> okay. About Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. That was good news. I liked it, too. Yeah. Rumor. Well... They announced that if Michael Keaton doesn't come back as Batman, they're getting Christian Bale. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's all well and good. Okay. Then I read an article about some individual. Ben Affleck. Not not saying his name. Ben Affleck. Signing a a contract with HBO Max Uh to do Batman again. Yep, Ben Affleck. Yep. That'd be Benjamin. Benjamin to his friends. Explain to me (laughs) why... They can't get this together. I don't know, and I thought that was—I thought that Ben Affleck thing with the uh, with that was a, was a kind of a rumor. Is that confirmed? Well, it's to, they say it's to um, the the Spider Cut of Justice League or something. Okay, and then well, an unnamed project. Well, let me let me say this: if that happens, let me just say that Warner Brothers and DC still 
have what's the term I'm thinking of where you have your head somewhere? Uh, I, I can't say I, it on the air. I could but, it, yeah, but I don't know why call. they would muddle the waters by doing that, doing Michael Keaton, talking about Christian Bale, and also uh, uh, Robert Pattinson coming back as That's the Batman. Like uh, yeah, they're already in chaos. They're, all, they're already in chaos compared to Marvel together. Studios anyway. I mean, Marvel Studios has it together, man. They have it together. I could see having two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Three, but this, this, this is just, I can't know. Let's just and hope. Why would they... Let's hope why a lot of the rumors are just that. They don't even want to be Batman. Well, why don't we do this? Let's just make three different series on TV. We'll have Robert Pattinson as Batman Year One. Right. We'll have Michael Keaton as the aged Dark Knight Batman of Frank Miller's universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and Christian yeah, Bale right. can just do the next Batman installment as the where we are today. Yeah. And just for the heck of it, they could bring Clinton Spilsbury back from Lone Ranger and let him play one of the Batmans, too. But we got to let somebody else do his oh, voice. But we'll dub him with oh, someone else. You know what? Chris Chris Hemsworth's uh, voice. Right. You know what? What? I'm not uh, Chicken I butt. might never call this show again. <laughs> okay, well we did it. <laughs> you and I talked about how we could do it off the air. Really and we air. finally did it. Well, we'll stand by and watch it and we'll try to report it here. This and if you hear anything. Go well. If you if you hear anything, let us know like you always do, okay? Uh-huh. Hey, no matter what, happy Independence Day, buddy. Right, happy Independence Day. Yeah, thank you. Be careful with the fireworks, okay? He's back to the he's, how we started. Yeah, I'm like, well, he was happy and then he was not happy. He started out unhappy, now he's unhappy again. So, anyway, there's a lot of rumors well, floating around. Say so. he, we calmed him down. He started off kind of like, right. and then he went back to. <laughs> I think that's why he calls the program is for us to calm and soothe him in in our own well, weird way. But there's way. that part in the middle in a weird way, yeah, <laughs> where but, his blood pressure goes up. But see, that helps vent it out. He gets it out, and you then know, he can you calm feel down. real bad. You know how you want to go do something, you're in traffic all day, and you need to go get that outlet some of it's mm-hmm. playing video games some of it's the gun range some of it is uh running you know right. or whatever or running from people with gun how do you get that out of your system the pressure release valve you do it so 770-386-1450 if you want to call and check in just like eric did you can and uh, probably be a little more happier than he is about the uh, situation and everything hey did you know I have something about the fourth of july that not everybody may know all right uh independence day and i kind of remember this from someone told me this in school you know school for me is kind of hazy <laughs> and it's kind of cloudy because i spent a lot of time especially from eighth grade were you on. smoking in the boys room no i wasn't i was drawing under the desk pictures and stuff i didn't I, I didn't do that other cool stuff i did the nerdy geeky stuff i did i drew comic book characters and came up with stories and and, and wrote down things in my little diary that said when i'm on the radio one day i'm gonna do this and that you know and everything so i did that and wasted my time doing that uh the fourth of july did and you may already know this too because you're pretty schooled on a lot of this stuff well july the fourth should really be july the second one of the most enduring myths and misconceptions about independence day is that the declaration of independence was approved and signed on july the fourth 1776 in fact the second continental congress voted to approve the resolution to legally separate from great britain on july the second correct two days earlier the approved declaration of independence was first printed on july the fourth so that's the date of the document the final engrossed declaration of independence wasn't finished for weeks and the delegates didn't sign it until august the second 1776 even then not all the delegates were in attendance, so some signed later. But what's that? What's about that famous John Trumbull painting of all the delegates signing? You know, the independent 
uh, Declaration of Independence on July the 4th. You know that cool painting of mm-hmm. everyone that everyone puts They weren't all there. That patriotic scene printed on the back of the $2 bill, and for you kids that don't know what I'm talking about, yes, there used to be a $2 bill out there. Uh, one you, more dollar than the $1 bill. You could bill. give it to the paper boy. That's right. Because he wants his $2. That's right. My $2. <laughs> the patriotic scene printed on the back of the $2 bill took place June the 28th on 1776 when the Founding Fathers presented the first rough draft of the document to the Second Continental Congress. Now, John Adams was so excited about the revolutionary events of July the 2nd that the very next day he wrote his wife, Abigail, that their day of deliverance from Britain quote, ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade with shoes, games, that's shoes, S-H-E-W-S, not that you wear on your feet, games, sports, guns, <laughs> bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore, unquote. From sea to shining that's sea. That's what he said. Didn't yeah. even know about the other shining sea yet. Now, myth by the switch to July 4th, Adams would reportedly turn down 4th of July party invitations. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's too bad. So he, he wanted it the third. He did. It was signed on the second, on the second, but they officially printed it on the fourth, See, and so that's what it gets. You think arguing and mudslinging is a new thing and being mad in politics. It's not true. There's There was some cutthroat politics and mudslinging and mad stuff going on way back then, more in some cases than there is today uh, between people and stuff like that. So I think that's interesting. That, that I can see why, obviously, it's on Ju- July the 4th, but on the 2nd, they hadn't signed it all yet. It really wasn't official. So, But I think that's a cool little fact. I've got a book about George Washington, and it was written in a way from a historian who said, when you think about it, he was our first action hero. That George he, he Washington yeah, rose yeah. to command the army and did all these um, crazy... Like, if you wrote his... Story, you're thinking, well, that's just from a comic book, right? You know, yeah. To do with what he got, what he managed to pull no. off. Oh, no, he was sir, our first yeah. action hero. But what I loved is at the very beginning, he went back and pulled actual congressional record of what people were saying about each other in Congress, uh, in the in the Second Continental Congress. It was terrible, vicious stuff they were calling each other. <laughs> It they was, just yeah. did it with the British nobility of, you know, the yeah. British have a way of saying, well, you are an earthworm, mud-sucking mule. <laughs> and and say, the, the distinguished today. gentleman from... <laughs> right. They think and you're like, well, thank you thing. very much. And you are a slug on the bottom side <laughs> of an eel. Pompous. Yeah, they were just... And they your were, mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> That's low, man. That's pretty yeah, bad. That is bad. I fought in your That's general direction. Bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> we got a little kitty out there who's like, oh, my God, they're real. Yeah, you just said fart, too. <laughs> Sorry, he's what should I have said? What does that mean, Daddy? He'll, he'll show him. If he's a good dad, he'll tell him <laughs> Pull my exactly finger. what that's like. So, uh, yes, Independence Day. A lot of interesting things. I'm glad that everybody's out there celebrating it. Wow, it's and it's. Uh, I don't know where you are today, but our weather's perfect here, at least until I think next week. We've got some stuff moving in from uh, the Gulf, but who cares? We we need it. And uh, I want to talk about a couple of uh, movie and DVD references or, or uh, com- uh, recommendations that I always have when it comes to tying into a to an event or a holiday. I got a couple coming up after the top of the hour. We're going to take a break now. When we come back. No channel Star Wars today, so what we're going to do is I have a Star Wars story that I can talk about. And we lost an actor, producer, writer, and director this week. And I want to talk a little bit about him because he was a true legend in what he was involved in and what he did. All that when we come back. It's BK on the air. Plus, I got some fireworks I want to shoot off in the studio. You're not worried, are you? I didn't think so.
Ladies and gentlemen, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Rodney, tell me, is it the truth? Don't you really get any respect? Jackie, I don't get no respect at all. No. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we played hide and seek. Well, they wouldn't even look for me. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's the same thing with my friends, no respect. No? Well, my friends tell me when I call them on a phone, I should use a certain signal. Let it ring twice, hang up, and don't call back. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, Jackie, I respect you, you know. You, you look great. Remember, oh. you, you look thin. Well, it's really no problem to look thin. Really? No problem at all? Well, tell me, how do you look thin? Just hang around real fat people, that's all. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're all gonna get laid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for some reason or another, you sound a little taller on radio. <laughs> Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air. Happy Independence Day, 4th of July. Kicking the British out of here the way we did. I mean, I'm sorry we did it, but it had to be done. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> yes. By the way, if you've never if you've never done this before, I would suggest that you do it. We're talking about 4th of July and Independence Day and, you know, all that Revolutionary War and all that stuff. If you've ever, Alan, have you ever been to the historic triangle in Virginia? Have you no. ever been up there? I have not. A few years ago, Mrs. BK and I, I'd never been there, but uh, in a historic triangle, it includes three historic colonial communities located in Virginia, in the Virginia Peninsula of the United States, and it's bound by the York River on the north and the James River on the south. The points form the triangle, which is Jamestown, Colonial Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Mm. Buddy, that's where it all happened <laughs> that's, that's where, where a lot of it happened. Where it went down <laughs> they fe- they feature many restored attractions and are linked by the colonial parkway in james city and york counties and the city of williamsburg so to go up there and experience that area uh is really it really feels it's a it's a cool but eerie feeling when you're walking around up there because i ate while we were up there i ate we ate in a restaurant called uh i think it's called chowning's Ta- chowning's tavern i think it's what it's called and I, when I discovered that George Washington ate there or was in that building, I kind of looked around. And I'm like, some of the floorboards in the building and a lot of the wood are all original still. They just they just kind of preserved it, and it's all original. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm I may be walking on the same floor planks as George Washington walked on. It just made me feel kind of warm and all patriotic. I felt that way me. when I went down into the historic Boston quarter down to Faneuil Hall. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And walked around and you, you see these the cobblestones that were put in place oh, back yeah. during colonial days. And you're walking down these areas that it's cars can't go on. Yeah. You can walk on, but you can't have cars. And I'm thinking, this is where the founding members of our country yeah. were walking around, discussing, talking, right. working on these ideas. I'm like, Boston. Of course, right. the massacre happened just down the road. But. Exactly right. <clears throat> and then they then then they would have outside. They're like, "This is how 
outside of the outside of the of some of the houses that you walk in, which are all still original, have uh, the original furnishings in them and whatnot. You walk around, and they have the house on the outside where they prepare the food outside in a different little small building, and they actually prepared food while we were there. Now we we couldn't eat it, but they prepared food exactly the way they prepared it way back when. And it's sitting out there. If you look at it, there was a pie sitting there. There was wow. meat and whatnot. You know, and there was, again, it's outside. It was summertime when we were there. And there were flies out there on it and stuff. And you weren't supposed to eat it. It was just for display. And it wasn't display food. It was real food they had prepared for you to look at. The smells were there. And I'm like, well, don't don't shoot the – I mean, the flies were there back then. The flies would have been on it. Because it was outside. Yeah. Oh, some of those flies are immortal. <laughs> they were around for years. But, yeah, I thought that was, that was great. Well, it is uh, Independence Day. And July the 4th, and I, I never want to do it without at least trying at least once a year during this time to do this. Rocking on a rolling mission and a splashing over the horizon, what can it be? The pilgrims sailed the sea to find a place to call their own. In their ship Mayflower, they hoped to find a better home. They finally knocked on Plymouth Rock, and some said we're there it may not look like home but at this point i don't care oh they were missing mother england they swore their loyalty until the very end anything you say king it's okay king you know it's kind of scary on your own gonna build a new land the way we planned could you help us run it till it's Corn, you know, they built their houses one by one And bit by bit they worked until the colonies were done They looked around, yeah, up and down And someone said, hooray! If the king could only see us now, he would be proud of us today <laughs> They knew that now they'd run their own land But George III still vowed he'd rule them to the end Anything I say, do it my way now Anything I say, do it my way Don't you get to feeling independent Cause I'm gonna force you to obey He taxed their property He didn't give them any choice And back in England He didn't give them any voice That's called taxation without representation And it's not fair But when the colonies complained The king said I don't care To put it kindly, King, we really don't agree Gonna show you how we feel We're gonna dump this tea And turn this harbor into the biggest cup of tea in history They wanted no more mothering land They knew the time had come for them to take command It's very clear you're being unfair King, no matter what you say, we won't obey Gonna hold a revolution now, King And we're gonna run it all away With, with no, no more, more king. king We're gonna elect a president No more King He's gonna do what the people want No, no more, more king. king We're gonna run things our way No more King Nobody's gonna tell us what to do Rocking and a rolling, fishing and a splashing Over the horizon, what can it be? Looks like it's going to be a free country 
That's right, a little schoolhouse rock for you, the way that we uh, learned things when we were a kid, and it was snuck by us in a way You know way what's crazy? Kind of fooled us. There are people out there, probably 25 and younger, that don't know that much of our history that we learned watching cartoons. That's just in that song. <laughs> just in that schoolhouse rock. Mm-hmm. I think schoolhouse rock could, should be added to the curriculum of all, at least elementary well, they've School added it students. to Disney Plus. That's true. At least the first <laughs> season. I hope they've add the whole thing. Eventually, that would be nice. Um, so, Schoolhouse Rock always depend dependable to tell us what was going on and fooled Love us. It. I mean, I, I I didn't like. Let's let's put it this way. I was a kid that I didn't like. Learning for me was boring. I mean, if you made a class, that's the trick. If you make learning fun and and interesting and, and you're not just a, a and this is for teachers too if you're a teacher that just comes in there and goes okay class time to open your textbook <laughs> to page 40 and let let me tell you about this and there'll be a test on it on friday Bueller, here's your list of dates and Bueller, names and memorize it and Bueller. yeah yeah if you're that way it's probably going to be hard for them to learn anything but you It'd be like the the Riddler on uh, on the Batman Forever. They won't learn nothing. So I mean, some kids are going to learn no matter what because it's just straight A students that are great at everything they do, and I hate them. I hated them then, but they turned out to be your boss today. <laughs> you know, you work for them today, probably. You're like, oh man, I'm just going to go party and not go to school and stuff. And oh, I make fun of those kids that stay in school. Yeah, well, you're working for them today, so you are working for them today. Uh, but yeah, Schoolhouse Rock, Happy Independence Day. Later on, when we come back after the break, since we had no Channel Star Wars, we're going to talk about this day in history. It is July the 4th, Independence Day, but there are other, other things that happen on this day in history. Some of them patriotic, some of them uh, birthdays, some of them uh, the 1976 Bicentennial. We went back into 1976 to do a couple of them, which I remember the Bicentennial well in school. Yes. All that, all the stickers and the it flags. and It was great. It was fantastic. Our, our, our company, our country was old and it was fun. BK on the air. Stay tuned. Right, a little John Williams there for you from The Patriot from 2000, starring Neil Gibson, directed by Roland Emmerich. That deserves a rewatching. It's one of my recommendations. I was going to recommend a, uh, a movie for the July the 4th weekend if you want to watch a patriotic film. This is probably one of the best ones, in my opinion, that you can watch. How much did John Williams uh, score the soundtrack of our lives? <laughs> you know, growing up, even um, even up into the 2000s, all of it. Did the Patriot, so. <laughs> who who would so, you get uh, to be the soundtrack <laughs> composer of your life? John Williams. John Williams, he could do it. So. He's been there since the beginning. Now, now given the uh, just I about, I don't know how historically accurate the film is, but it starts out. You know, it's, they're still fighting the war. Uh, in Charleston, in, which leads up to the events that happen. But uh, the score, the direction, uh, Mel Gibson's performance, uh, Jason Isaacs as the evil g- uh, general of the... Um, of the, the Dragoons. Yeah, the, uh, from He's the commander, the commandant of the Dragoons. <laughs> Wearing the big hats, you know. Yeah. And what's-his-face played the... Uh, 
Cornwallis. Tom uh, Wilkerson. Yes. Oh, yes. He was great. So good. A great performance by him. And I actually, where that <clears throat> where that battle took place, I had talked earlier about being at the Historic Triangle in Virginia. I stood right there and looked at that area where that takes place while I was there when that when that de- that mm. day happened. And and when Cornwallis surrendered, I was actually in the area and was and was there looking at it. And it's a it's an awesome trip if you you guys ever get the chance to take it. You and the missus, it's a fantastic overnight trip. You can see everything in a couple of days and and see it leisurely. That would be awesome and have a good time up there looking at it. But I the, wouldn't have appreciated it in my even my twenties. No, not maybe as much. But now, yeah. oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's something else to see the cannons, to see everything that they still have out there. They, I'm assuming they still do reenactments from time they to time. They do. They come out, and uh, you won't you won't miss it because you'll hear it. <laughs> the reenactments. I think you hear it first because if you're not looking for it, you'll hear it first. And you just when they do the reenactments, and if you're not in the immediate area, it goes on for a little while. So if you just follow the noise of the of the cannons and the gunfire. At that point, and it's simulated. You'll you'll find the reenactment going on right there in the square. That's where cool. they have it all cordoned off and everything. I've always wanted to go area. to Williamsburg anyway, just to see that historic. It's just Williamsburg. amazing. But to go to Yorktown, that would be so cool. In Jamestown, that'd be awesome to see it all. Uh, let's talk about some history this day in history. <clears throat> By the way, right here, I have it in my hot since we're on hands. history. Yeah, since we're all history, we're all about uh, nostalgic stuff anyway. Like my dad said, you know what history is? It's just one damn thing after another. <laughs> July the fourth. <laughs> Well, it is. That's what he said. Dad was full of nuggets like yeah, that. Yeah, that that's a good one. He really was. That's so, a shiny one. July the 4th, 1776, U.S. Congress proclaims the Declaration of Independence and independence from Great Britain on this day. Uh, on this day in 1884, the Statue of Liberty was presented to the U.S. by Paris on this date in 1884. Uh, 1964, we'll go way forward for the next one. 1964, the Beach Boys' I Get Around reaches number one on this day in history, July the 4th, 1961. Birthdays today, 1910, Gloria Stewart was born. American actress, you remember her, I'll bet. She was the older lady, the older Rose in Titanic. Ah. The older lady who plays Rose. She died in 2010. You know, I saw her in an episode of The Waltons the other day playing a a, a, a woman. An older lady. An older Yeah, and she was holding The Waltons back in 74. She was born uh, that way. She looked she that was, way. She was running a haberdashery selling uh, 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 clothing and whatnot in The Look Waltons. Look at so. you. You put on a word haberdashery. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but I used it. Uh, Eva Marie Saint was born on this day in 1924. Another actress. North um, by Northwest. Uh. And 1927, Neil Simon was born on this day. American playwright and screenwriter. We lost him in 2008. 18. So there's some birthdays for you today. And uh, since uh, I remember 1976 being the bicentennial of this country, which ties into July the 4th. Uh, so I went back to 1976 for the movies. 44 years ago, July the 4th, 1976, what were the two big movies in the theaters that you could go see? One was Outlaw Josie Wales with Clint Eastwood, and the other one was Richard Donner's take on the antichrist the omen oh wow was 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 out at this time on july the 4th wow. in 1976 so there's two movies from the bicentennial 1976 also on the billboard charts on this day what was number one on the billboard charts in 1976 paul mccartney and wings with silly love songs was the number one song a song sure you hear on wbh when we're not talking <laughs> you can hear it on our america's music feed that we get there you go. Today is Independence Day. Another day, guess what? Since it's Independence Day, what a great day for it to be National Barbecued Spare Ribs Day. That'll work. 
I'm okay great. with that. Isn't that great? That, that ties in with everything else. I love that. I'll take your spare ribs, your full ribs. That's right. Any ribs. And today is also to go with it, National Caesar Salad Day. So start out with the Caesar Salad and have hmm. the National Spare Ribs. Uh, the, the but spare you know what? I am. We are having a picnic with some friends today. A small gathering. Trying to follow must the be, rules. Must be different friends because I'm not invited. So I guess. It must well, be I didn't have it. I was invited. So. so uh, um, oh, you were invited. You're not throwing it. You're just. We're well, not throwing it. it. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. All right. We're, I'm just making sure. Uh, we're I going somewhere else. I didn't get an invite. Okay. But we are doing the hamburger hot dog thing, which, by the yeah. way, I love. I love hot dogs. Love, 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 love hot dogs. Good boy. You're gonna love and this. And all varieties. We had when we went picnicking uh, or Father's Day weekend. We were out camping, and we all kind of rotate who's going to do what. But one right. day we did uh, hot dogs for lunch, and then there were all these fixings. I had a chili slaw hot dog. Oh my god, it was so good! Haven't done that in a while. Chili and slaw on a hot dog. Mm. Stacy loves the slaw dogs from the Varsity. That's her favorite one to get from the Varsity. Not chili, restaurant. just the slaw. Just the slaw, but she'll, she'll switch it out. So I, I like the I like the chili and, and mustard is the way I eat them. But my, my favorite way, and we'll talk about hot dogs later on the program today. I have an article about where they started and where they came from since it is a hot dog type weekend. And July is hot dog month, by the way. But uh, just my favorite, if I had to have a hot dog just one standard way, and let's face it, there are infinite ways to make a hot dog according to your personal preference. You know, there's just so many different ways to do it. Uh, I just like a hot dog. And, and answer me this: When you grill out on the grill, which you do quite often, you 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 grill your meat, your burgers, your whatever you've got, and you you throw the hot dogs in there. Some people do they or do they not like their buns toasted? On I the guess grill. some do. Hamburger buns. When it comes to the hamburger buns, yeah. not the hot dog though. But the problem is, I've always liked the toasted hot dog buns too. I don't know why people don't do that because it's another bun. So that's hmm. what I never got. I'm like, why don't you toast the hot dog buns too? I like them toasted. Either way is fine. Mine is mine usually comes with it's hot dog with and I apologize to Dirty Harry on on Clint Eastwood because he made fun of the guy with the hot dog in the movie. Right, only about putting. <laughs> I'm like, I put ketchup on a hot dog. I'm sorry, Dirty Harry. I do. Please don't shoot me. So I I, I like mustard and ketchup. And some diced onions on a hot dog. If it's if it's at least that way, I'm ready to eat it. I can. I love it just like that. I can do that. If like if that's the that's bare, bare minimum. Minimum. I can do it. Here's the question: Do you like your hot dog where it's just starting to darken, or do you like it blackened and crunchy on the outside? I like it somewhere in the middle. Okay. I like. I don't like it too too raw or too. I definitely want my more more crispy it, on the I outside. It, I don't want it charred like a. I don't want to be able to write like with chalk on the sidewalk, but <laughs> some I do people like, like it like that. Though. I do like it blackened on the outside. Yes, I do. I do like that those grill marks that looks like it's been grilled. Yes, I do like that. Mm. But, uh, but but not when it comes to the to beef though. When it comes to beef, I like a rare, rare to medium rare. I like I like beef like that. I mean, it's still cooked, but and I didn't develop that taste till I was older either. I liked everything. Oh, well you didn't done. Know well any done. Better when you I were didn't younger. know any better. You're right. And then I started getting beef that was medium to rare, and I'm like, wow, it tastes so much better. Wow, yeah. I love that. But. But the hot dogs, yeah. Sometimes I'll put relish on it, you know, a little bit, little bit of relish on there mixed in with whatatnot. Sometimes I'll only eat whatever's available. I'm not whatever. a big relish fan. I don't put pickles I on hot dogs. I don't like don't relish. Like pickles, no. But I do like chili and I slaw. Like I do like cheese. Like you could put, you could put cheese on. You a dog. can, yeah, you can. But chili, but chili, chili is great. Yeah, chili. Dog. Yeah, yeah. But then you better have a bib. <laughs> it doesn't or, matter. Or a, and a fork, maybe. <laughs> I haven't been able to figure <laughs> right. out how to put the appropriate amount of those three items and not have it fall off. 
on well I, I, my, again i think i have my dad to think for this he taught me how to take a hot dog and make it in a way where it's not as messy he says you take the bun and open it up as far as you can and put your stuff on there first then add the hot dog in and it and it goes that into makes more sense i'm like well that still works and it still i'd still add too much to where it leaks more but uh, but if you if you pile it all on top it's going to fall off so he says put all that down first so i put down a layer of chili first into the bun and then maybe a little bit of mustard a little captured onions whatever and then place the hot dog in there and close it. <laughs> it's almost like surgery. It's almost like I have to have those. Remember the remember the, the, the little magnifying things they use in the operating room? You know, you, you put those on and you put it all together and you've got the perfect hot dog and you're ready to. Mm. And, you, and you know why they call it a hot dog? I'm going to have that story later when we come back out to the bottom of the hour. Because cold break. dog wouldn't be as appealing? Well, that may be one good reason. That's a good one. Made and up hot reason. cat sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Hot cat sounds like no. I won't say what it sounds like. No, it sounds like some uh, lady of the evening or something like that. Uh, mm. Mrs. Hot Cat in her in her house of ill repute. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is this is this the house of Miss Galore? That's right. Yeah, a lot of it. I heard you were a Bond girl. A lot of it. It's abundant. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's a James Bond character. Don't get me in trouble now. I just said Miss Galore. No, I'm saying it's a James Bond character. So don't anybody out there get. Uh, Get it? Get your get all uh, your hairs in the back of your neck all standing up. Oh, we live in a time where you know that's yeah, going to happen gonna no matter happen what. No matter what, but <laughs> it just it proves. If you call the station or whatever and complain about me, that proves one thing to me is that you're listening to the show. You are listening, <laughs> so that's kind of good that it, that I know that everyone's listening. But uh, I don't have time to do this story either. But uh, Mar- I'm going to do this later on in the program. Mars is about to have a Wright's Brothers moment. By the way, the Wright Brothers, and what I mean by that, well, I can't tell you because it's kind of. Cool. <laughs> I want to tease You've been these, teasing me right the now. whole time. Right. I'll do these three stories when we come back out to the bottom of the hour, the ones I've been teasing. And uh, one more on this day in history. I saved it because it's a, it's kind of a special, longer story about what happened on this day in history. And, hey, did you know that the Mandalorian is going to have a presence on the cereal aisle in stores very soon? I've got that story huh. coming up as well. Something you can do. While you can actually eat this while you're listening to BK on the air. In fact, I talk about it a lot when you have your uh, bowl of hmm, blank, like match game. Mm-hmm. Alan enjoyed his bowl of blank while listening to BK on the air. Coffee. Wow. Wow. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, you have a bowl, bowl of coffee. Of coffee. <laughs> have you seen the size hey, of my mug? If you, if that's all you could drink it out you of. Remember the one you bought me? Yeah, the dog ones. It's what, massive. The uh, what did it say? The a possum. What was, what was the thing on it about dogs? But sniffing dogs or something like that. <laughs> can't See, we can't. It's, neither one of us can't remember massive. what it said. It's bigger than the mug I've got here. Good. Well, that, that's, all, that's it's like a bowl me. of coffee. It's like when I fix a drink. If I drink a, a something, a beverage at home in a glass, I have to have a big glass. I don't like a tiny glass of something. I have to have a large beverage of anything. The same that I drink. way. Be down there where I teased all those stories, and I promise I will get to them as we you come back after the break. Yet? Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to wait till closer to the top of the hour because I'm kind of scared. In case we have to leave. Yeah, in case we have to make a quick getaway. Speak down there. Happy Independence Day. We'll be right back. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. In the news, the bus of the future goes bust. They were supposed to help carry commuters into the 21st century, but in many big cities, these buses aren't carrying anyone anywhere. We'll be back with busted buses in the news. Sponsored by Post Honeycomb, the cereal with a big bite and big taste. On July 4th, 1776, the United States of America was born. 56 men selected by the people throughout the 13 colonies signed our nation's birth certificate. 
the Declaration of Independence. They adamantly believe those self-evident truths that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. With a firm reliance upon divine providence, brave men and women sacrificed everything and gave their last full measure of devotion to pass on the freedoms that we have today. This is what we celebrate. This is why we celebrate. America, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's right, living in America. Little James Brown from Rocky IV. We are living in America. It's Independence Day, 2020, July the 4th. I'm looking over here in Allen jamming out to James Brown. All right, now I'm just going to let it play. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. I didn't know you could move like that. That's interesting. It's BK James there. Brown, man. You don't, Come on. You don't start moving when James starts uh, singing around. And he must be dead. I you know, love he, this song because he mentioned Atlanta in it. He didn't. You know, he mentioned he uh, he had a he had a show. I can't remember if it was a local show in Atlanta on Atlanta station, but he had a show in the seventies called Future Shock, and it would come on late at, on like Friday nights or Saturday nights was or it something Future like Shock that. Or Future Shock. No, it was probably the Future Shock. He said it like that, and he would come <laughs> on and he would sing. People would dance, almost kind of like Soul Train, uh, but it was kind of a cool little show that would come on. And I think it was local, but I can't remember. Well, did you know somebody, uh, it's not all good news today, somebody passed away this week uh, mm-hmm. that was a prolific... Uh, but I mean, he lived to what, 98? He did, till 98. Carl Reiner, creator of the Dick Van Dyke Show, uh, has passed away. His assistant, Judy Nagy, confirmed and told Fox News he died Monday night of natural causes in his home in Beverly Hills, California at 98. Throughout his legendary career in show business, Reiner earned countless awards, including several Emmys and a Grammy for the Best Spoken Comedy Album alongside Mel Brooks for their album, The 2,000-Year-Old Man in the Year 2000. What a great title. Now, in his later years, he stayed in the public eye thanks to voice gigs uh, like in Toy Story 4. Younger fans may recognize him as one of Danny Ocean's group of expert thieves in Ocean's Eleven, Mm -hmm. the trilogy. However, he's probably best known for co-starring in The Dick Van Dyke Show, which he also created. Reiner played comedian Alan Brady, who routinely terrorized Van Dyke's character as well as his co-workers on the fictional TV show the character worked on. When asked, of all the theatrical projects you've done in your life, what are you most proud of? He says, I always say, hands down, it's creating and producing the Dick Van Dyke show. It was the labor of love, Reiner told Fox News in a statement back in 2019. In addition to his acting and TV work, he got behind the camera to co-write and direct some of Steve Martin's most enduring hits, and I'll agree with it too, including the 1979 classic The Jerk, as well as Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I always forget about Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is hilarious. The Man with Two Brains, which was funny. I know people thought it was goofy, but I thought it was a funny movie. And uh, we were just talking about this last week. All of me with uh with with the uh, lily tallman and lily steve tallman. martin which was a fantastically funny movie uh, yep, you know he, there's there's another movie he directed which wasn't quite as successful but i think it's become a cult classic and it's one of my guilty pleasures and it's summer rental with with uh with john candy do you remember summer rental when he goes to vacation in florida and he gets the yeah. boat the sailboat and he sails against richard crenna in the yacht in the yacht race and wins finally it's it's such a funny goofy 
Check Your Brain at the Door movie. It's just hilarious, and it's it's one of those uh, Carl Reiner movies, too, by the way. The winner of the 2000 Mark Twain Prize for American Humor was never shy about lending his iconic voice to animated characters. In addition to his work on Toy Story 4, Reiner's voice appeared in episodes of Family Guy, The Cleveland Show, and The Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Reiner's wife, Estelle, died in 2008 at age 94. The acclaimed show business personality had three kids, Annie, Lucas, as well as actor and director, meathead on Hall in the Family, Rob Reiner. So mm-hmm. there you go. So the life of Carl Reiner. What a, and he did. So his movies were hilarious. He, he's almost kind of like, I can see why he's friends with uh, with, uh, with Mel Brooks and, and Dick Van Dyke and all those guys, because they're all just little comedic geniuses, you know, throughout their, their careers. Uh, especially with uh, especially with all of me, I like every one of those movies we just mentioned that he directs. I, I, I when I watch them now, I still laugh at them. I think they're hilarious. All of me is underrated. I think it of, is. It is underrated. I really enjoy it. Uh, great performances, and you I mean, got, Lily Tomlin is a as as much of a icon in, in female comedy right. as Steve Martin. When you accidentally throw a lady who's dying, uh, throw her soul into an, a guy. He accidentally accidentally he put he, this guy puts her his soul her essence into a bowl as part of some weird kooky religion thing they do and it, it, it accidentally gets spilled on steve martin and her soul goes into steve and there she controls one half of his body and he controls the other half that's got that's comedy right there you when got two comedic the scene people with steve martin's <laughs> learning how to walk right. in conjunction yeah on the sidewalk <laughs> and when he goes to the bathroom we said it last such week such great physical comedy it's, but you know for lily tomlin almost all right. of her stuff was just like you only see her like in a mirror or a reflection right at the yeah at the very beginning so she's when she's about to die really yeah. doing a whole lot on screen <laughs> right which is great. But it's awesome. By the way. And also, uh, got some breaking news since we didn't have the Star Wars report today. I do have a star a channel Star Wars. I have a Star Wars story here, kind of. Uh, the Ma- Mandalorian-inspired serial gives you a taste of Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars fan, rejoice. I have got this off Fox 5 Atlanta. After teasing the collaboration on Star Wars Day, the annual Star Wars fan holiday on May the 4th, General Mills has now released the Mandalorian-inspired cereal. The special breakfast option is packed with fruity, sweetened corn puffs and marshmallow pieces shaped like the universally adored character, the child, or as they call baby yoda fans can pick up the mandalorian inspired cereal at any sam's club location starting in late july that's when you can get it before it becomes available at walmart stores in a single pack in mid-august so it's it's coming up i'm just getting you ready for it saying there's no mandalorian merchandise it's slowly trickling out there sam's club will also sell a box with two bags of the cereal for only and this is pretty cool price for cereal because you know cereal usually runs Kind of high, unless you know you get the store the sales. brand. Unless you get store brand. Store brand is sometimes well. is bad, is good, but Sam's Club will have a box with two bags, five dollars and ninety eight cents. That's a pretty good price for two bags, two different things of that cereal. So there you go. I mentioned earlier. Look at this. Look at me. I'm going to get to all these for the top of the hour. I'm so you think proud so? Of myself. Yeah, I think I will. I talked earlier about how Mars is about to have a Wright Brothers moment. We we teased this, and I want to talk about it. From I the, googled it. I can't find from a the bike New shop York Times. Mars. Kenneth Chang. NASA is about to take air on another planet as part of its next mission to Mars leaving Earth this summer, the space agency will attempt to do something that has never been done before. Fly a helicopter through the, the rarefied atmosphere of Mars. As If it works, the small helicopter named Ingenuity <laughs> will open a new way for future robotic explorers to get a bird's eye view of Mars and other worlds of the solar system. Flying on Mars is not a trivial endeavor. There's not much <laughs> air there to push against the, to generate the lift at the surface of Mars. The atmosphere is just one one-hundredth as dense as Earth's. 
The lesser gravity, one-third of what you feel here, helps with getting airborne. And now, until 1997, all the spacecraft sent to the surface of the Mars of Mars had been stationary landers. But in 1997, the Pathfinder mission included something that was revolutionary for NASA, a wheeled robot. That rover was roughly the size of a short filing cabinet. That success was followed by two golf cart-sized rovers. I'm sure, I'm, I love how they put real things in there to show you how big they are. I'll give you something you can compare We need to. something for scale. Right. That's, but, but I don't know why they do the biscuits with cat heads why do they say it's a cat head side bis- size biscuit i guess not all the cats size are the same cat. size i guess yeah uh the, the golf cart size rovers spirit and opportunity arriving on mars in 2004 and then curiosity about the size of a car curiosity was a little bigger arriving in 2012 for a robotic explorer on another planet the ability to move around offers great advantages obviously planetary scientists are no longer stuck staring at one spot a rover can drive across the landscape stopping for closer looks at intriguing rocks that freedom was key to gaining the current understanding of early mars that the planet now cold and dry was once wet and possessed at least some environments that were potentially habitable for life this is going to be a a small helicopter uh, that's going to fly around more details you can find out more details about how they got this thing how they had to get it right to where it would fly in this atmosphere go to new york times that's nytimes.com and uh just do the mar you'll see the mars uh article there but i mean they're hoping finish. it will they think they've got the they physics say the but word, until they say the word hope and think yes until it gets there <laughs> so yeah there could be uh there could be a problem Still, that's kind of cool. We may hear on Newsflash. So we're going to have the first drone on the face of Mars. Right. We may hear uh, on Newsflashes that Mars has now had its first helicopter crash. (laughs) A traffic report. So... Helicopters. Uh, we're sitting right over the uh, the Great Red Dust. Storm. I know why they're really doing it. They, they're three roving vehicles up there already. So that means what? That means there's a traffic jam now on Mars. This helicopter is going to report on where they are and find out that two of them have hit each other. You're the only ones on the planet you managed to run into each other. <laughs> That's the traffic report on there Mars, you go. by the way. Speaking on there, we're going to take a break. Another break. And when we come back... On this Independence Day Saturday, I'm going to tell you why July is National Hot Dog Month and where did hot dogs come from and why they are what they are. And 50 years ago, a radio show debuted that I loved, and I'm going to tell you about it when we come back. It's BK on the Air. America is on the go from Maine to the Grand Canyon with a portable radio as a travel. the top 40 hits in the nation this week on American Top 40, the best-selling and most played songs from the Atlantic to the Pacific, from Canada to Mexico. This is Casey Kasem in Hollywood, and in the next three hours, we'll count down the 40 most popular hits in the United States this week, hot off the record charts of Billboard magazine for the week ending July the 11th, 1970. In this hour at number 32 in the countdown, a song that's been a hit four different times in 19 years. And we're just one tune away from the singer with the $10,000 gold hubcaps on his car. Now on with the countdown. Number 40. That's right. Casey Kasem. I played that for a reason because July the 4th, Independence Day, that's not the only anniversary that's out there. Mm, I'm finishing up this donut. I know. You, you, wow. You're smacking the lips. <laughs> 
I love it because our listener Barbara brought by some uh, Dunkin' Donuts and Michigan Donut Holes. Yeah, we got some Donut Holes. I haven't had those in a while. No. Really good. Yeah, this comes from NPR. 50 years ago today, Casey Kasem began counting down his hits on American Top 40. No! It was the anniversary today as well. Yeah, because so we did it in 1970? 1970. July 4th, 1970, the countdown started, originally hosted by Casey Kasem. American 40 played the best-selling and most played songs from Atlantic to the Pacific, from Canada to Mexico, as he stated on the first program broadcast 50 years ago as you heard can on you any... play that episode where he was really upset uh yeah i can play the beeped version that's oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> now oh, any... there's a bleep version i think there is on any given week american top 40 could feature a ballad next to a country song next to a funk song next to a rock song the show became a national obsession but 50 years ago it was considered a risky idea quote you remember at the end of the 60s top 40 was mo not was not the most popular format casey Kasem told npr in 1982 and here we were coming along with the show called American Top 40, and people said, you must be nuts. When American Top 40 launched, it was only played on seven stations, says Chris Monafee, a pop music critic and host of the podcast Hit Parade. The Top 40 format, which dates back to the early mid-50s, was started to uh, wane as FM radio was taking off. It would be a stretch to say that American Top 40 made Top 40 music cool again, but it certainly made it viable. Again, in the early 1980s, the show was heard <coughs> on more than 500 stations, including one that I always listen to across America on the Armed Forces Radio Network around the world as well. The show succeeded not only because it was a list of popular songs, but because of the humanity that Casey Kasem brought between the songs, unless it was a long-distance dedication about a dog. <laughs> Chris Molenfi credit the show's use of trivia and biographical information for that connection, including a reoccurring segment called the Long Distance Dedication. Kasem read letters sent in from around the world that dedicated songs to loved ones. In one such instance, a soldier stationed overseas wrote that his wife has sent him a handwritten copy of the lyrics to Faithfully by Journey and asked Kasem to play the song for her. The thing about Kasem was that he had such a warm vibe and he was such a good storyteller that he could read the most mawkish letter and make it sound very relatable. You find yourself getting choked up listening to these little stories. But by the end of the 80s, a different radio network had acquired the rights to American Top 40, and they wanted to make a change. Casey Kasem was out. Shadow Stevens was in. Kasem returned to host, though, in 1998. But six years later, he handed the reins to Ryan Seacrest, who still hosts the program to this day. So there you go. 50 years ago, Casey Kasem with the American Top 40. And I don't know about you. I'm sure you did, too. But every Saturday, I don't know where I, usually where I was. I always tried to make it a point. I either had my boom box with me or a radio somehow, whether we're on the lake or we're out uh, uh, walking around the park or whatever we teenagers happened to be doing right in the 80s, the early 80s when we were running around. We always wanted to hear American Top 40, the countdown, because I was kind of only interested in the top maybe 20 down to one, you know. But then we're we're always taking bets, kind of fun bets with each other, going, who's going to be number one? Okay, it was number one last week. Will it be, will, Derek, will Hall & Oates' Private Eyes be number one again this week? What's going to be number one? Will my favorite group get number one again? I'm looking forward to it. It was a staple every Saturday. Now, I remember when I was listening to it in the 80s, that they wouldn't play every song all the way. They would play sometimes snippets, and then they would only play hits. Some of them, yeah, he didn't have time. If It, it, would, it would have been two days long, I guess, <laughs> if they had done that. I don't know, it would have been much longer. But, but I always liked the top ten. And especially, I love when he said, last week it was number 13, but climbing right. up five I'm like, it's climbing and up. You this never know. <laughs> and then you feel bad. You're like, this song here, they're like, oh, I love this song. Yeah, falling 14 spots. No. Like, 
Yeah. But th- there was always something. And then he turned it into television. Then, then he brought it to TV as America's yeah, Top it Ten. Was, it was, uh, yeah, America's Top and it, Ten. And he would show like snippets of the mu- music videos of the top ten songs of the time. But could do a whole separate tribute, and, and probably will one day on his birthday or something like that, to Casey Kasem. Because what another guy who was part of the <coughs> soundtrack of our lives, his voice, as many cartoon characters as, mm-hmm. he, um, as he voiced, doing the American Top 40 and everything else, even commercials. You can't he had a great, this, he had a yeah. very distinct, memorable voice. He did, and I think the first time I heard Casey Kasem's voice was when he voiced Robin on Bat- the Batman and Robin uh, series. Not only did he do it in the '60s filmation Batman series, he did it on the uh, Hanna Barbera Super Friends. He went on to do Robin on that one. Really? Well. Yeah, on the Super Friends. But, I gotta rewatch some of those. Uh, but in the 1977 filmation cartoon, when it came out on CBS, they got Adam West and Burt Ward <laughs> to do the cartoon voices for them on CBS. It was a d- different network. But yeah, uh, Casey was uh, was Robin on on Batman, and I also huh. remember him as uh, as Mark uh, as as Mark on Battle of the Planets of the the anim- the anime show. I remember his voice there, and I also remember him being the uh, the hipster dude. Well, Shaggy on Scooby Doo, obviously too. <laughs> but the 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 hipster guy, the 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 the, the hippie glass sunglass wearing hipster guy on Josie and the Pussycats too, which was almost kind of like a Shaggy esque yeah <laughs> character very too. similar. So uh, did you know that? And that reminds me. Hanna Barbera really ripped themselves off big time once. They had a. See if you remember the. See if you think this is familiar. They used to have a cartoon about a dog sniffing out uh, mysteries. I'm sorry. No, they had two of them. One of them was called Scooby Doo. There was another one called (laughs) Goober and the Ghost Chasers. They did one that was. It's about a bunch of kids with a dog uh, uh, looking out for ghosts and mysteries. Another show hmm. called Goober and the Ghost Chasers. And I'm like, that's Scooby-Doo. He just blatantly ripped off his head, which wasn't as popular, obviously. Uh, yeah. But I didn't know whether you'd ever heard of that or not. I've never I, heard of I, Goober I, and I the Ghost Chasers. I found it on YouTube. I'm like, there's Goober and the Ghost Chasers uh, Do title you know, sequence. Until we did our special look at Ghostbusters, I didn't know that they couldn't officially call it that title. And that's they have true. shots going back and forth between yep, calling between it. Between Filmation and, and Columbia about that. Yes. Yeah, they because. Did. Was they they filmed scenes with Ghostbusters, but what was the alternate name they were going to call it? You know what? I remember seeing it, the slate for it, and I can't remember what it was called. What was Ghost? Was it Ghost Chasers or something like that? Something like that. But they couldn't call it Ghostbusters because Filmation owned it. If you watch that, the the movies that made us, right? (laughs) The guy who greenlit Ghostbusters was let go. Went over to the studio that had control of filmation (laughs) just before the movie came out. Guess what? We're going to let them have the rights. (laughs) But they had to take. They Both did. versions, they would do multiple takes, so you'd have one name right. versus the other. They even had the sign outside ready. of uh, they were the firehouse. <laughs> they right. had to have they put up the sign Ghostbusters, and then they had to take it down and put okay, up another we got, one. We have to look out. You have to look up what it was called. What was what was Ghostbusters called? Oh, you'll make me look it up. Yeah, can you look it up? <laughs> Find out what it was called because you're sitting there with your phone in hand. Well, yeah, because because it bugs me. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't do two things at once. Uh, I can't remember what. Now I, I'll know it as soon as you say what it was. What the original title of Ghostbusters was? Yeah, Ghostbusters was a show in 1975 on CBS Saturday mornings with Forrest Tucker and Larry Storch. And, uh, well, I loved it. As a kid, I thought it was great because it was just a kid's show and I loved it, watching them chase the The ghost. Gorilla with a Beanie. Hat. That's right. Uh, Kong. His name. Uh, no, his yeah, name it was, was Kong. Uh, no, no, his. No, no, no it's, it's uh, Spencer 
Tracy Ghost and Smashers. Kong. Yeah, that's right. Ghost Smashers. Was that what it was going to be called originally? Ghost Smashers. <laughs> Which still would have worked, I guess. You'd, and Ray Parker would have had to say Ghost Smashers in the song. It would have Ghost Smashers. Because no, Busters dumb. doesn't really rhyme with anything anyway. Ghost so. Busters is better. It's okay. Of course it's better, yeah. <laughs> Even the logo is great with the little ghost in the Do oh. Not Enter thing. Yeah. It was great all the way around. And by the way, you can see Ghostbusters right now. Check your lo- local listings and flashback cinema to see where it might be playing. I know it's playing locally here uh, near us at a theater, so it's a lo- among with a lot of other uh, older movies. Uh, smashers. <laughs> that's right. Hot dog. July is National Hot Dog Month. No matter what you like, how you like your wiener prepared. We were talking about it earlier. Grilled or boiled with mustard, ketchup, or chili. We can all agree. One thing that the one thing hot dogs have become a part of certain American cultural narrative is this year, more than ever, hot dogs are red hot. In March, the data from IRI reported that sales are up as much as 127%. Known as the Frankfurter also, this specialized style of cased sausage was originally thought to be a, the from the town of Frankfurt am Main in Germany. But hot dog historians argue the sausage culture native to Europe, particularly Germany, has no specific town of origin. Brought over by German immigrants in the 1800s, hot dogs began their path into American uh, culture in New York City hot dog carts where they were a national fit for the sandwich-loving Harry New Yorker who already preferred to eat on the go. As for the name, hot dogs were first coined Red Hots, a term that's still used in both, both Maine and Detroit. I didn't know that. Sometime around the late 1800s, because the heat of the grill was used to cook them, the dog part was really just cheekiness. Hot dog is a joke word, they say. Well, of course, they're not made out of dog, at least not in the places I go. Uh, the earliest has been able to trace the word to 1892 to a newspaper clipping hailing from Patterson, New Jersey. The identification of sausages with dogs is considerably earlier. A popular song in the 1800s written by Septimus Winner begged the question, Oh, where, oh, where has my little dog gone? Allegedly a reference to a dog gone missing in sausage meat. Know that. Oh, no. I did not know that was why that was written. Thankfully, in the age of transparency, we know that the hot dogs that we eat today, 7 billion this summer, by the way, if not more, are all hot no dog. That's a bit of relief (laughs) because those looking to celebrate National Hot Dog Month in July, break out the mustard, baby, because we're ready to do it. I always thought it was just a term for somebody who was showing off. About your hot dog. It kind of was. You're hot dogging. You're hot dogging. Yeah. (laughs) It could be. uh, But there's no dog in it. Good. good. I would hate that. Happy, to ind- give it up. happy Independence Day, July 4th. Happy Independence Day to you, big guy. You too. And right uh, back we'll at you. all be here next week. Uh, listen to the BK Escape Pod. We take this show and put it on the podcast on SoundCloud, Podbean, and on Anchor. It's BK on there. We'll be back next week. Let's get out of here.